Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we are changing the aging narrative. I'm your host, Joanne Newadak, and I'm thrilled to bring you stories that matter and celebrate your place in the world. As an advocate for lifelong learning, health, and women's empowerment, I believe it's never too late to live the life you've always imagined. Through lively and informative interviews with inspiring guests, we'll explore a wide range of topics relevant to our global sisterhood of vibrant, inquiring women just like you. Join me for today's episode and let's start changing the aging narrative together. Hello and welcome to today's episode. We're going to continue the discussion about changing the aging narrative, but taking a slightly different tack. I'd like to talk about health and wellness. As a nurse, I often have people coming up to me and asking me questions about what's going on. And then they're often saying, oh, but I'm just getting old, right? And it's like, well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Far too often, we blame what's going on with our system with aging. And they're actually not related. Aging might be one factor but it's not the only thing. So I wanted to talk about what does it mean, the difference between aging versus ailment. Now I'm using ailment in a very kind of global sense, like what ails you. And it can be disease, it can be illness, it can be a chronic condition, it could be something internal, it could be more like a achy elbow, but I'm just using that as a broad over term. Like, and over the next while, Um, I plan on doing some episodes on different systems of the body where I share what is the normal aging process for that system and what can we all expect, regardless of how healthy we are, um, that will be happening as we get older. Now, the rate at which it happens does depend a lot on our lifestyle and some genetics. But there's a lot of other things out there that gets blamed on aging that really isn't aging. You could be 30 and if you had this, you would have an issue. It's not because you're old. So I'll give an example just for fun. I have a wonderful friend who's a chiropractor. I've interviewed her before, Dr. Andrea Eschenbrenner. You can scroll back and find previous interviews, but she's also scheduled to be on soon in the upcoming weeks. And she jokes around sometimes with people when they come in and they've got like one, like their left knee is really hurting them. And they're like, Oh, my left knee's hurting me. I'm just getting old. And she kind of muses and goes, Hmm. So tell me how much older is your left knee from your right knee? And they kind of stop and think, and she goes, if it was only due to you getting older, you would have both knees hurting. The reality is there's a misalignment that's causing wear and tear. So think of your tires, right? Most of us, I, you know, most of us drive or at least ride on a bus and maybe have some vague understanding that tires need rotating because with wear and tear, if they're not aligned properly, you get uneven wear. Well, that happens with our body. So we'll go into that and talk about it. But I also want to hear from you. I would love if you can send me a message or make a post please join our fabulous at 50 sisterhood Facebook group. If you happen to be using Facebook as one of your social media platforms, 
And in there, you can put a post and say, hey, I was listening to this podcast. I think this is episode 45. And um, these are the things I want to hear about. I think I'll be doing a poll in there as well. So if you're not part of our Facebook group, please do join us. I'll put it in the show notes so you know how to find us. Or you can send me an email. I'm very reachable. You can send an email to joanne at fabulousatdigits50.com. And let me know what you want to learn about on your health and wellness with a little bit of an arching kind of what's the difference between aging and illness. So we could talk about things with our sexual health and our reproductive system. What is a natural thing that happens versus what are illnesses? And more importantly, what can we be doing to minimize that, to prevent it, to lessen our chance of getting it, and sometimes even reversing it, right? Something that comes up often is about eyes, you know, like our dimming eyesight versus, say, getting something like glaucoma or cataracts as we get older. So some of this might be pertinent to you, and some of it might be that you have aging parents. And I really found that this information, I took a, with my nursing, I took a specialty course in gerontology. So that's considered the study and the care of um older adults. And I've used that over the years in the various roles that I've had. But honestly, I think I've used it more in my own life and when I was caring for my aging parents. So let's look at a really good practical example. You might have a parent who hasn't been feeling well and you've noticed very rapidly over the last week or two, maybe, that their mind is going and their memory is going and they seem confused. And the first thing that people think of is dementia. Oh my gosh, my parent has dementia. Well, the reality is dementia doesn't set in that rapidly. It is more of an insidious, slow onset. And there's some definite testing that can happen over time to see that happen. If we have a parent or even ourselves where we're getting confused, the first thing that medical um, people look for is whether or not there's some sort of infection in the body. As we get older, one of the side effects of having an infection, especially urinary infections, that's one of the big ones, it can cause confusion. So this is more of an illness-induced delirium is what it could be. And, and, um, people that are much older as well, like people that are senior citizens that are in, um, care centers or care facilities, sometimes even just moving them from place to place that can trigger something that is short lived, more of an acute situation. And the reason we want to know this is because the treatment and the care for something like dementia is very, very different than, oh, this is a flag. This is a warning sign. Let's get a urine sample and find out if this patient needs, um, if this person needs some antibiotics. Is it something that's treatable? I see lots of people suffering with conditions where I'm like, that is treatable, right? Seniors, depression. Depression happens and, and is often undertreated. And yet I have witnessed people in their 80s you know, people just thinking, oh, they're getting old and slow and dodly. And thankfully, there was a very astute healthcare professional that said, no, 
I think they're actually clinically depressed. Let's let's get them on something or let's get doing things that help um, alleviate depression for them. You know, some of that is even getting out into nature and getting more fresh air and getting walks. And yes, sometimes some medications. And this person regained like many vital, exciting more years. So the reason I'm talking about now is because once we get to into our 50s and we're hitting into menopause or we've already gone through menopause, there's a lot of changes that go on in our body. And I think it's really important that we understand the difference between the natural changes that are inevitable and what are things that are more like an ailment, something we can take control of. That point, even the stuff that's inevitable, as I mentioned before, we can have an impact on. So what we eat will have an impact on our aches and pains. I'll go into more detail on that. So many people blame aches and pains on getting old. Is there a more likelihood you're going to have them when you get older? Of course. But is it inevitable? No. There's definitely people that are much older, you know, and that don't have aches and pains. And there's people in their 30s and 40s that have aches and pains. So that is not necessarily a sign of aging. That is a sign that there's a disruption in your system. Now, whether that is like really on a physical level, or sometimes on an emotional level, a a mental level, you know, our minds are so powerful. What we do with our minds, incredible. But let's let's go back to just an example for eating. And I'll go into more details in a future episode. I have a client that recently started the Metabolic Balance Eating Plan, which is the core um, element within my fabulous Fresh Start program. And she has, like many of my clients, some pain. Okay, you know, when it doesn't matter where the pain is, it's just that she has some pain, it's worse in the morning, and she often will rank it like an eight, sometimes even 10 out of 10 in her, I just can't bear it. And until she gets on with her day, and then, she, you know, there's lots of things going on. So we put her on this program, and the first two weeks, the first 16 days is a metabolic reset. And we really change up. She refined how she was eating. She focused on foods that we determined were bio-individually good for her and her system. And I get this text message within the first four days, not even at the end of the two weeks, the first four days going, "Can am I just imagining this? Can this be true? My pain was only at about a five out of 10 this morning, five, six out of 10. That's that's a four to five point drop in pain simply by shifting what she was eating and changing the mindset that just because she's older, just because she's, you know, into her 50s, it doesn't mean she has to make do with her lot in life right now. She was willing to take inspired action and reach out and work with someone like myself, or you may have someone in your area that you trust, but you can change. And I really hope that this series I'm calling based on fabulous health, or maybe I'll call them fabulous health cafe. What do you think of that term? And then we're going to talk about what, what you can be doing 
to shift your life. And and let's talk about what goes on in our digestion. Do we need to, you know, what happens with our metabolism? What happens with our eyes? I'll give you a hint. I learned something from my eye doctor just this year. Coincidentally, I was actually starting to do it from a different way, but he confirmed it that using this little technique for 10 minutes a day, and it doesn't even have to be that much, you know, a couple minutes, up to 10 minutes a day, would improve sleep because it has to do with light, getting morning light and, and red light, can also help prevent cataracts. Very cool. So when I went in and got my eyes checked, he looked and he goes, yeah, you have really good looking eyes. They're very healthy. I was almost going to say for your age. But the reason is, is it's not inevitable at a certain age that something's going to happen, but it is more likely because of wear and tear, often poor lifestyle or just unaware lifestyle. It's not that somebody just goes, oh yeah, whatever. Sometimes we're doing things that we think are, oh, I heard this is good or that is good. But there's no strategy around it. So if you're really interested in taking care of yourself and having vibrancy in your life and feeling well and knowing when it's in your hands and you can simply slow the aging process to add vitality versus I have something going on that is beyond my aging process and I need to seek some sort of healthcare professional help whether that is your medical doctor, if that's who you have a good relationship with, you may have a nurse that you see, you may be going to a nutritionist or a dietitian, or you might go and see, you know, like I, I, I'll put it this way, the, the way I view things so that you know where I'm coming from is I am very well-trained in what people call complementary modalities. I have trained in belief repairing. So that is a way of handling our thoughts and flipping from the draining side of the line to the uplifting side. And I very skillfully can help people flip that switch to positive thinking. Because how often have you heard, think positive, and then you go, mm, okay, but how? How do I shut this itty bitty shitty committee off in my brain? Well, that's one of the things. Light therapy. I've been using light therapy for years and I use this with my clients, sound wellness. So think of healing with sound and music has a big impact on our overall being and our stress. I work with metabolic balance. I'm a registered and certified coach for metabolic balance. It's an eating program, bio-individualized to the client. So that it's not a matter of a tactic going, oh, I heard eating a handful of almonds is good. Or I heard eating this is good. I heard that eating kale is good. And then I heard that eating kale can really injure my stomach. It's all out there. What we do is put it together in a good strategy. And then I also weave in some oils because actually having the smell of an oil can be uplifting for us. It can be calming for us. It's been used through thousands and thousands of years. So there's many things that we can be doing. I would never claim that these are going to cure somebody, right? This is like, I like to liken it to, this is, if you want to talk about brushing your teeth, it's like brushing your teeth and flossing. It is the everyday care 
so that you might go through your life and never have a cavity. But the reality is sometimes you might have a cavity or maybe you get hit in the mouth with a ball and you have a broken tooth. No matter how much brushing and flossing you're going to do, that tooth is not going to get fixed. That is when you need to take the next step to the next level and and get it fixed. And that's when I would go and see my dentist. So for me, that's what I see within the healthcare system is we often look to the medical and healthcare system as they should be able to do it all. And the reality is they're not. They're like, the, uh, the other thing is think of it like um, cars. It's the auto body shop. If I want defensive driving, I'm not going to the auto body shop. If I want my oil change, I'm not going there. I'm going there only when something big is going on. So that's kind of the way I think of things. There's definitely, right now, let's not get into the conversation. That is a whole different conversation. There is definitely gaps in medical systems. Absolutely. But there's also miracles I've seen. So there's both. I think we need to be evolving and and advocating for things to improve. I believe there needs to be way more, like way more preventative and health promotion. It's definitely within the medical model, but that's not where a lot of time, money, and energy goes into. So let's do that. This is where we can take charge. I can do it by educating and inspiring and giving you some tools or some knowledge to empower you to take charge of your own health and wellness, to start to know what is just, what can you actually go, oh, you know, you happen to need reading glasses. That's probably, I'm getting older because everybody's eyes change at some point in time, right? Most people's eyes. However, if you're starting to see weird lights and flicks and 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 darkness in your eyes, that would be something on the side of an ailment, something going wrong. That's where you need to get to your eye doctor and get that looked at. So we are going to continue this conversation in future episodes. Thank you for joining me today on Fabulous Health Cafe. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before you leave, I'm curious, what pearl of wisdom are you taking away from today's episode? I do hope it held some inspiration or information for you to live your best life. If you are not yet part of our sisterhood, I invite you to join our community by visiting our website, fabulousat50.com, and you'll receive a free copy of our ebook, Make Mind Fabulous, 21 Ways to Energize Your Life. It is packed with loads of tips and tricks. Plus, If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Remember, keep choosing fabulous. It's never too late to live the life you deserve. Catch you on the next episode.